0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of my brand new podcast, Limitless with Nadia. Today, we have a very special guest. I have been following her on TikTok for a very long time, so this is kind of a surreal moment for me. But we have Miss Nicole Victoria, who is a CEO, a money coach, financial, financial literacy advocate, and she is the founder of No Budget Babe, which is a company that helps women manage their money and grow their finances. So everyone, please welcome Nicole Victoria. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me here, I'm so excited. I know, me too, I'm so ready to get into it. And today we're gonna be talking all about how Nicole really found her passion with this business, how she kind of started this business and, and became who she is today and kind of her journey on the way there, because I'm sure there is so much that we can learn from your story. So super excited to get into it. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Let's go ahead and get into it. Nicole, I really would love to know about what kind of sparked you getting into this industry and starting your business. Like where did that journey really begin?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll have to take it all the way back to um, the way that I grew up. So I grew up in a family that didn't have a lot of money. And you know, in those Mm -hmm. families, it's like, hey, the way that you get ahead is you go to school, you get the university degree, you get the corporate job. So in my head, I'm like, hey, all I have to do is go to school, Get the degree get the corporate job and like everything will be good so i did that uh graduated with forty thousand dollars in student debt and was just patiently not so patiently but awaiting the day where all (laughs) of this wealth and money and happiness and success would just like fall into my life um Mm -hmm. and unfortunately that just didn't happen right I'm, i'm sitting in my corporate job i'm looking around at the people around me and i'm like how are they you know buying houses paying for their weddings, feeling financially stable enough for kids. And I like can't even pay my credit card bill on time. Like what, what is going on? What am I missing? There's some sort of like roadmap that I didn't have access to. This really began my journey into number one, wanting to learn more about like the purpose of life. I mean, I was just going through this quarter life crisis where I'm like, who am I? Why am I here? What's the point of anything? Um, and then wanting to go back to, you know, learning more about money. I wanted more money. I needed more money. So how was I going to get that? So I started learning about personal finance and I started, um, at first, you know, I was budgeting, I was doing the envelope method. I was trying all of these things and they weren't working. I would have success for a month or two. Um, and then I would fall back off and through my learnings about, you know, life and the meaning of life and all that stuff i got really interested in learning about psychology um Mm. mindset and behavior and what i personally realized is it doesn't matter how much tactic you learn if you don't address the underlying reason as to why you're doing what you're doing in the first place Mm -hmm. um and and really understand how to overcome the self-sabotage how to stop getting in your own damn way um Mm -hmm. so i went back to the drawing board again and through some you know like deductive reasoning i'm looking at budgets and i'm like most people that try to budget fail right statistics show that most people that try to budget fail and i was like if it was just as easy as writing your expenses down on a piece of paper Nobody would be struggling with money. So this obviously doesn't work. Right. I'm like, there has to be another Mm -hmm. way. So that's when I actually developed um, what I now call the make money moves method. It's my five-step process to, you know, changing your financial situation, upgrading your finances, changing your life. Um, Mm -hmm. But without all of that shame and restriction and blame that comes along with traditional personal finance advice, you know, traditional Mm -hmm. personal finance tells you, um, you know, that it's your coffees, it's your coffee is the reason why you can't buy a house and your avocado toast is the reason why you (laughs) can't pay off your student loans without understanding that there are so many other things going on beneath the surface um, Mm -hmm. that really need to be addressed for you to be able to start making more money and then learning how to put that money into places where you're gonna be able to derive the most happiness possible out of every dollar that you have.
0: I love that and I think, it's so important for people to recognize that not all the financial advice that you're seeing or getting is actually, it actually makes sense and it doesn't, it's not actually gonna help you get results. Um, and I would love to know a little more about the, specifically the inclination that you had to look into the psychology of it, because I think, the basis of everything is the psychology of it like what is the main motivator behind what you're doing why you're doing what you're doing because if you don't understand that then you're blind to pretty much everything else so what made you really want to explore the psychology behind our money-making decisions i think a lot of it came from there was this book that i read
1: called the art of life Mm -hmm. um and you know just understanding why people struggle with happiness like i started reading a lot about like stoicism and buddhism Mm -hmm. and Uh, understanding kind of like the the deeper reasons why people are unhappy and then Mm -hmm. kind of just like making that connection between the two. Well, we're unhappy because we're wanting, but we're wanting because we're told that we always don't have enough. And what Mm -hmm. does enough actually look like to us? We're in this kind of culture of Overconsumption and not that spending money is bad there's nothing wrong with spending money i love when people mm-hmm. spend money on things that make them happy a lot of times what i'm seeing is that people are spending money on things that they think are making them happy but is actually mm-hmm. bringing them further from happiness so i have this mm-hmm. example um there was a student who was interviewing for a spot in my program and she was mm-hmm. talking to one of our intake managers about um, the fact that she was unable to go to her, uh, best friend's engagement party for financial reasons. And she was like, like visibly upset. She was really upset about this. And it broke my heart to see, um, five minutes later in the conversation, they're talking about, okay, well, where is your money going? What are you spending your money on? Um, mm-hmm. and you know, she kind of lit up and she was like, you know, I go out and I see cute things and I, you know, buy like a nice shirt or whatever it is. But the thing is, she was so upset. Right? She was so upset about not being able to do this other thing. However, she was spending money in these other ways. Maybe mm-hmm. if there was a different alignment in the way that she was spending her money, she mm-hmm. might have been able to do this thing that was really important to her. Like, imagine you go to sleep every night and you're like, oh my God, I wish I could buy a house. Like, I just, I wish I could buy a house. That's the thing that would make me the happiest in this world. But then the, in the morning you wake up, you're like, oh, I don't have a house. I'm in this crappy rental apartment. I'm unhappy. I'm yep. going to go buy something for that dopamine hit, not realizing that all of those things that you're buying to make you happy, that money could have gone towards the actual goal that would have changed your life and brought you that real happiness.
0: Oh my God, so true. And this is also why in my own coaching, like, so I I help women get, into alignment with what they actually want out of life. That's a big part of the program is let's get very clear on what that actually means for you, because people think that they want certain things that they actually don't really want. There's either a more under, like there's a deeper underlying desire at the core of it, but it's just so important to get in touch with what you actually want so that you can determine if your behaviors specifically with your spending habits are aligned with that. How do you help women like figure out what will actually bring them value or what kinds of things are worth spending money on yeah that's a great question i think and it's so interesting so
1: people will come into the program and they're like you know when i get to the investing module it's going to be the hardest and they're so worried about it and they're like oh my god and they get to module three which is actually the uh, goal setting module and when Mm -hmm. we take them through this process and they realize that they actually can have any life that they want and the mm-hmm. reason why they're following the path right now that they're on is likely because somebody else has told them to follow it. Like yes. their mind kind it's like if the path ahead of you is clear, you're probably mm-hmm. following somebody else's path. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting because people are like, oh my God, I don't have to buy a house. No, you don't have to buy a house. I don't have to get married. No, you don't have to do you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you only yeah. have to do the things that make you happy. So trying to figure that out really goes back to understanding, you know, what our values are. And I think people Mm -hmm. just, people may think they know what their values are, but have you ever actually sat down and thought about that? Because for me, when I was able to figure out, okay, my two main values in life are freedom and family. Okay. So Mm -hmm. everything that I do, I can go back to those values and say, does this get me closer to my overall values of freedom, time, freedom, financial freedom, whatever it is, and -hmm. family, because when you live your life in alignment with your values, right. And as you're working towards your goals, That's when you find your happiness.
0: And that's what I call like getting into alignment is knowing very clearly what your goals are and living in alignment with those goals. So a lot of people I feel live their life on autopilot. Like you said, when they're following a path that they think makes the most sense or that they think is what they really want. But then usually people have to reach a point where they have to look around and be like, I actually don't like anything about my life at all. I'm not living in alignment at all. Before they realize that, okay, I need to change something. My value, something about my um like path just isn't making sense for me and i i need to figure out what my true path actually looks like i want to know like with you specifically what drives your passion for what you do in terms of like in terms of being a coach
1: i know the process works because it worked for me right it's worked Mm -hmm. for me it's worked for family it's worked for friends um but every time i have a student come through the program and i see their wins and i see them change their lives like i i just had somebody come through and she was like Because of you, I will be the end to generational poverty. And I just like, I freaking broke down. Like, it's just, I'm going
0: to (laughs) cry. Oh my God, no, that's incredible.
1: It's so amazing. You know, we have so many women that are coming through our program that um, have, you know, escaped abusive situations and they're starting their lives over. Oh my God, I'm actually going to cry. Sorry. Um, Oh
0: my God, if you need to cry, cry it out because it's a very
1: beautiful thing what you're doing. It's so crazy. And every time, you know what, being online and I'm sure, you know, being online can just be, kind of shitty sometimes, but every time mm-hmm. I'm having a shitty day, I always
0: end up getting like a message from someone. Well, um, oh, I'm gonna take a second. It's a lot. It's Like when you're a coach and you help people transform their lives, it's a very emotional experience because you realize the impact that you're having on somebody else. It's crazy. And it's, yeah.
1: Um, You know, when you, I've had a bad day, it, it never fails. I'll get an email that my VA will send over or I'll check my DMs or I'll check our Facebook group. And somebody is just like, mm-hmm. because of you, and not even just people that work with me, but people that follow us online and take our free resources there. Because of you, I was able to do X, Y, and Z. And for somebody that grew up watching um, a lot of people go through financial trauma, um, you know, abusive situations, that kind of thing, it, it weighs really heavily on me. So to be able to be that person that's able to provide this education to people in a way that they're able to like take it and not feel overwhelmed and not feel that shame and not feel that blame of like that personal, that traditional personal finance shit. Um, It's just, it's it's amazing and it's just, yeah.
0: I love it, I love it. And something, I, I have a curiosity here Did you ever see yourself, obviously, like while you were working that corporate job and like before you built this business, did you ever see yourself doing this kind of work or did your curiosity just kind of lead you there?
1: I didn't even know that doing something like this was possible. I just thought that you went to school and you got the corporate job and then you worked your way up the corporate ladder. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I read the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, that my eyes were open to the possibility of a different way of life. I was like, oh shit. What? You don't have to work
0: 40 hours a week until you're
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a thing. There are people doing this. Um, yeah. And I remember when I started selling real estate, um, my boss had told me about his brother and his brother had bought this property and it was a triplex. And he would like live in one unit then renovate it and then move into the next unit and renovate it. Whatever. He did this over a couple of years um, and then mm-hmm. ended up selling this property for like, you know, a couple million dollar profit. Um, and then moved his whole family to Bali. And I was like, oh, damn, that is really possible. Yeah, like I wanted, like, I don't want to live here. I want to live somewhere hot and beautiful and just like, you Mm -hmm. know, relax. Like if I'm going to choose my dream life, like that's what my dream life looks like. Um, So there's kind of just been like these pivotal moments every step of the way. And I've been so lucky that I've been exposed to so many incredible um, mentors and bosses and that kind of thing that have helped shape my view of what's possible for me. Um, but that's, that's kind of how it started. I mean, why I actually started the business was, um, you know, I was always the person that like friends and family went to when they had kind of financial questions, business questions, investing questions. Um, Mm -hmm. but in the beginning of the pandemic, I really saw that there were so many people that just like, they just, they didn't know, right. They didn't have this. And in the beginning of the pandemic, like I was really worried too. I mean, it was scary a very scary time. However, from a financial standpoint, I was okay because I had an emergency fund and I had all these other things going on. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized, oh shit, like this isn't like common knowledge. Everybody doesn't know about this. Everybody doesn't have access to these resources. Um so I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna start like a social media account. I don't know who's mm-hmm. gonna follow me. I started her Instagram account. Um was it May 2020? Uh, from zero followers. Like I was like, who's gonna follow? I have zero followers. Who was gonna be oh my the God. first person to follow me? Um yeah. and it just it started growing slowly at first. Um, I ended up going on TikTok because I saw so many people making like, you know, when they were doing in the beginning of TikTok, when everybody was just yeah. doing like voiceovers and that kind of thing. I was yep. like, oh, I want to make some of those fun videos for my Instagram. So I made a TikTok mm-hmm. account simply just to like use the editing software and then like pull the videos over to Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I posted my first video. And then my phone started blowing up. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I went back. Viral? And I was like, oh shit, my video went viral, like one of my first mm-hmm. videos. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is really cool. Um mm-hmm. and that's when I kind of my I was like, oh, okay, like the dopamine, right? I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right, okay, I'm gonna go back and post more on TikTok. Um yeah. and that just exploded. And from there it's just It's been crazy. We've served over 160,000 students through our programs. I got a book deal. I've been featured in like insider, like just so many, so many crazy and incredible things have happened because of it. And I have helped so many people and it's just, it's been a freaking wild ride, man.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, I love this for you. Everything about it is so inspiring. And there's specifically one thing I want to touch on When you said that you it really all started with you when you were in that corporate job, you were in that environment where you were following a path that clearly was just not doing it for you. And it took somebody else's story and seeing what they did and seeing that there is potential. To, to create a life like that, that kind of spurred the, oh shit, that could be me too. Like I could totally do that. Like it's not just other people that have access to that kind of a lifestyle. Like I could totally build that for myself. And I think it's important for people to recognize that whenever you see something that inspires you to that level, that creates that feeling, that spark of like, oh my God, wait, that's amazing. Follow that because that's usually your intuition trying to pull, like push you in the direction of something that's gonna help you get to where you actually wanna go. And specifically when it comes to what got you into starting this business, I think it's really also important to pay attention to the fact that it never started with the intention of making money. It started with the intention of wanting to help people, of wanting to spread the word about something that you were personally passionate about. That's similar to like the way that I kind of, ended up doing what I was doing is I never knew from the beginning that I was going to be an alignment coach. I never knew from the beginning that I was going to be helping people in the way that I was. It started with a natural curiosity and a natural inclination for me of like, I'm really fascinated by this. Like, personally, this gives me a spark of like, I need to do a deep dive into what the hell all of this stuff even means, you know, reading, breaking the habit of being yourself, all those mindsets, psychology books, all the same stuff, Um, less about like money and more about like um, like manifestation and stuff like that. But regardless, I just followed what felt good for me and then shared about it on social media and then it blew up. And it's because the intention is to follow something that feels right for you not because you want to create stability or because you want to like make money out of it it's like you're following what you love because you love it and then all this amazing stuff happens as a result so i think that's really important for people to know and to really pay attention to is that like you probably aren't going to know exactly where you're going to end up or what your story is going to look like but it starts with recognizing that there's infinite potential and then just following the things that excite you in the moment that you feel kind of like pulled towards without ignoring it because I think another thing is that people allow themselves to be bullied by their environment in terms of like well you're supposed to do this like we said right you need to get a traditional degree you need to get a nine-to-five job that's what's going to bring you stability and obviously like having created a business for yourself and kind of getting unstuck from that position you you realize like wait there's so much more freedom that I can have there's so much more I can create for myself when I'm not stuck in that so I would love to talk more about how um like the trap that people fall into because i get a lot of clients that i work with people that apply to my program that are just like i'm working this nine to five job i did everything i thought i was supposed to do and it's just not cutting it i like i want so much more for myself um so there was a specific question i wanted to ask you with that in terms of the like clients that you work with and the women that you work with how do you help them kind of start to get unstuck from that place? Kind of going back to what you were saying, you know, when I was like, hey, I saw these other people doing these
1: incredible things. And I thought, well, why not me? Mm-hmm. That is the most important part. Well, why not me? It's that yes. mindset. It's that grit. Because a lot of people will see, you know, other people that have what they want. And they'll think that they're the exception, not the rule. But yes. what they don't understand is that. If it's been done before, that in and of itself means that it is possible, right? It's mm-hmm. possible. You just need to figure out how to do it for you in your own situation with your own strategy. Um, so I think the biggest thing coming back to just mindset, right? Being in that growth mindset where two people can go through the exact same things, but they come out completely differently. There's this kind of like anecdote or the story that I like to share um, because I think it's important for people to take responsibility for where they are and responsibility Mm -hmm. for their actions afterwards by getting into that growth mindset, right? Not thinking that, okay, the world is stacked against me. These things are all happening. Cause like I went through that too, right? When I came out of university and I had all these student loans, I was pissed off. I was angry. I was like, you know, all these people, their parents paid for their school, all these people, their parents bought them a house and the government and this and society. And I was just like, I was so angry. I was so pissed off. Um, I felt like I had just been dealt like this shitty hand, right? I'm like dealing with this childhood trauma and I'm living in this shitty rental apartment and I'm just like, I moved out for the first time at 16, right? So I was just Mm -hmm. angry. I was just pissed off. And what I didn't realize was that it's not my fault that those things happened to me. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault, but it is my responsibility for how Mm -hmm. I take action afterwards. So the anecdote that I like to share is like, imagine you were um going across the street so you go across the street you press the little walk button you wait for the light to turn green you start walking across the street um and mm-hmm. then a car runs the red and hits you right hits you breaks both your legs you're in the hospital the doctor comes in and the doctor's like um you're going to have to go through six months of physio so that you're able to walk properly again and you're like ah this isn't my fault right i did mm-hmm. everything right i stopped at the thing i pressed the button i waited for the green light it's that other guy's fault okay so you're like because it's not my fault I'm not going to take any responsibility. I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend my time, my money, my energy. I'm not going to physio, but then you spend Mm -hmm. the rest of your life in pain, walking with a cane, not being able to exactly not being able to do the things that you would have been able to do. Had you just taken the responsibility to overcome the shit that happened to you? Because yes, shit's always going to happen to you. Right. But Mm -hmm. the way that you come out ahead in life is by looking at that shit, and then working through it.
0: Yes, oh my God, I totally agree. And I think like, that's a big thing that does tend to keep people stuck is being like, well, I didn't, it wasn't my fault. Like I was taught this my whole life. Like I was told I had to go to school. I didn't have a choice. And it's like, okay, maybe that is the case, but you are where you are now. You, there's nothing that you can do about it besides decide how you want it to look like going forward, you can't change anything about what's been done. And even if it was kind of your fault, like even if, OK, you decided to get a four-year degree and get, go into this field and get, like, you were doing your best with what you knew at the time. But now that you know better, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to change it? Are you going to stay complacent or are you going to decide that, you know what? No, I know what I want my life to look like and I'm going to just go for it.
1: Yeah, like you don't want to throw good money after bad, right? And it's, it's the same thing. You know, I see this all the time where people say similar things to me. You know, I've been doing this job for X years. I went and I got this degree. I'm not happy. You know, do I continue with it? Well, Mm -hmm. you're never like, that's, it's the sunk cost policy. Like you're never going to get that money back. You're never going to get that time back. So are you going to continue putting more good money and good time into something that you hate? Or are you going to say, okay, you know what? Enough's enough. And I'm going to start putting my time, my energy, my money into something that is actually going to bring me the life that I want. And if not, if you decide that, no, that time and money that you've invested is worth more than your happiness. And that's up to you, but you need to be Mm -hmm. the one to make that
0: decision. And you need to be happy moving forward with it because it's your life and you only get one. I frame it similarly of like you have the present moment and there's always infinite potential in the present moment. You are manifesting everything about your circumstances based on what you're doing right here and right now. If you are using your present moment to ruminate on the past shit that you've done that's already gone, you're actually perpetuating that past and you're living it over and over and over again where in the pain and you're just, it's like a constant, you're on a wheel. It's on autopilot at that point. Whereas you could just start from Fresh, wipe the slate completely clean and realize this is the present moment. The only thing that's tying the present moment to the past is my own brain. So you can sever that cord and decide, you know what? Fresh slate, this is the in, like present moment. I decide what I want to do with it. And that's how you change the direction and the trajectory of your future is by realizing that it's right here and right now. I can do whatever I want with it. Am I going to spoil it by thinking about all the past shit that I'm so angry about that didn't go my way, all, like all the negative stuff? Or are you going to be like, no, let me start paying more attention to what I do want and actually start taking steps to get there. So I think a lot of people definitely fall into that, like into that pattern of getting stuck in the past as opposed to just empowering themselves to take different steps forward. There's something else I I wanted to ask you in terms of obviously financial literacy, what is usually the number one myth or the number one like thing that women struggle with that you have to really focus on changing for them or like reframing? Okay, two things.
1: The thought that making more money will change everything for them. Um, And then the thought that they have to work hard to make money, more money has the ability to change your life, but only if you know what to do with it. Right. Mm. So many times, I mean, what is, what's the statistic? 40% of six figure earners are living paycheck to paycheck. And that's why somebody, when somebody tells me, you know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. And like, that tells me nothing about your actual financial situation. Right. Because there are so many reasons. It's not necessarily just like a lack of income problem. It could Mm -hmm. be, you know, overextending yourself on certain expenses. And usually like the problems come down to not like your little things that you're buying your coffee your avocado toast, whatever, day to day. It's those big things like the car and the housing and that kind of stuff. And again, spending money is not the enemy, but spending out of alignment with your values and your goals is. So if somebody were to come to me and they said, you know, I mean, I had this all the time. I had clients when I was selling real estate in Toronto. um, You know, they're spending 50% of their income on housing and traditional budgeting would tell you it shouldn't be more than like 30%. Um, And so to traditional personal finance, it looks like this person's made like bad, like don't do that. Um, (laughs) But the thing is they were able to make it work because living downtown, right? Being close to work, being walkable, being close to their friends was a Mm -hmm. high value to them what they didn't value was having a vehicle. They didn't have kids, so they didn't have daycare costs. They didn't, you know, all of these other things. So meanwhile, they were spending more in one area. They weren't spending as much in other areas that didn't mean the same amount to them. So it's just about realigning those values. Um, The other thing that I said was that the harder you work, the more money you will make, or that you have to work hard to make money. These are these money scripts, these money rules. So by the time that we're seven years old, psychologists agree that typically you have created all of the rules, the money scripts that you will use to run your life based on what you've seen, based on what you've heard. Wow. By the age of seven? By the age of seven. Okay. And this is why it is so important because if you have not updated your money beliefs and your money rules, that all debt is bad, that rich people are assholes, that, you know, who'd she have to screw to get that job? Like all of these things that you hear, right? They become ingrained. In you, and they mm-hmm. start to become the basis that you use to make your decisions, whether you realize it or not. And that is why mm-hmm. so many people have these money rules and money scripts that are running their lives that they don't realize that are not serving them, growing them or making them happy. And they're actually mm-hmm. making their lives harder. If they don't take the opportunity to rewrite those money scripts in a way that is actually going to serve them, they're going to continue to perpetuate these patterns, whether or not they realize it. Um, mm-hmm. So again, you know, if they have this belief that Making money has to be harder. You have to h- work hard to make money. You will mm-hmm. always work hard to make money because exactly. things like investing—it goes against your rules. It goes against your bias. Well, that's not possible. That's not realistic. There's no way that you can make that much money investing. And if I showed you some of my investing statements, like I was just looking at one yesterday, um, because we're doing taxes and stuff, and I'm like, "Damn, right! I cannot believe that I have <laughs> made this much money." Right? Like yeah. I, I've, I've retired my husband. Right, our family makes over six figures a year from our investment income. That's money I don't have to work for. That like that's just money that comes in. It supports our lifestyle. It supports our children. Now my Mm -hmm. husband's able to be home with like me and the kids. I work from home. Like it's just we've been able to change our lives. And if I didn't Mm -hmm. believe that it was possible, and this is why I say personal finance eighty percent mindset and behavior and twenty percent tactic. And that's why Mm -hmm. I teach both. Right, because it's like. If you don't update what you believe is possible for you, you will Mm -hmm. never take aligned action and you will never take the steps necessary to get you to the
0: life that you really want. Totally agree. And I think this all goes back to the law of assumption, which is a basic universal principle that the things that you believe to be true without needing proof, those are the things that you end up manifesting. That becomes your reality. And it's all subjective is the craziest part to me is like you can choose what beliefs you subscribe to. If something isn't working, you have, you get to unsus- uh, unsubscribe from that and subscribe to something that actually makes sense for you. So that's something that I also tell people when I'm helping people in my program to like manifest better, like more money and help like increase their, their like how much they're bringing in every month. It's like you, are probably coming into this thinking that I can't make that much money unless I work really hard. And because you're not inclined, you don't want to work really hard, you're not going to bother. And so that becomes something that you just can't achieve. You have a big red X mark on that and that's, that's done. Like you're not even going to look for it. You're not even going to act, like take any steps towards it. That's it. So law of assumption is so important. I agree when it comes to your money beliefs in particular, like what are the things that you believe to be true about money and are they harming you or are they helping you? And if it's harming you, how can you reframe it into something that's a growth mindset of like, no, I can change this I can do what I want I can create whatever I want and you can also create the conditions to be getting whatever you want so yeah money doesn't have to be hard if you don't want it to be hard money can be easy as hell which is exactly what you teach right and there was something else that you said going back to like what people spend their money on like it matters whether or not it aligns with your values and I've shared this on the podcast before but like I used to think that buying my morning coffee every morning from Starbucks was making me broke and that I would feel so guilty. And I'd be like, oh oh my God, like I can't get rich or I can't like do better for myself because I just keep spending four bucks a day on coffee. But then when I started getting into mindset, I was like, hold up. The coffee, the $4 a day on coffee has nothing to do with it. And it has everything to do with how I'm framing purchasing my morning coffee. So when I was looking at it as like a net loss of like, okay, I'm spending this $4 and I'm losing the money and I'm just like now I'm feeling guilty because I didn't need the coffee that was putting me in a position where I was manifesting like not really great finances for myself. But then when I decided to switch it and be like, how can I focus on the value that I'm getting? for the coffee because my morning coffee is actually really important to me. It's less about the coffee itself and more about going in my car every morning and driving to Starbucks that I love. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm gonna start looking at this as buying my morning coffee is aligned with my values because it helps me start my day on the right foot. It helps me get my head together. Caffeine, who doesn't love caffeine, right? So like once I started focusing on that of the value that I'm getting from my morning coffee, I wasn't focusing on the lack of what I was losing I I was focusing on the value that I was gaining. And when you're aware, like where awareness goes, energy flows. I talk about that all the time. So it's like, because my awareness was on the value that i'm getting from spending my morning co- or like spending the money on my morning coffee and feeling grateful that i even had the money to spend 4 dollars a day on my coffee that's when things actually started to change so i feel like with the values thing it's like you need to be able to spend money on something and love what you're buying because that energy that you're putting into it that determines how things are playing out for you And so like glad that you teach that because that's so important for people to recognize, like, what are you really spending money on? And do you even give a shit about it? Do you even care about it?
1: Exactly. Is it actually bringing you happiness? Is it actually bringing you fulfillment? Because again, the whole point of money is that money is a tool to build your dream life. And if you are going Mm -hmm. to trade an hour of your life for money, we get 700,000 hours in a lifetime if we're lucky. And if you are going to trade one of those limited hours for money, get the most happiness possible out of every dollar that you are spending and when you were saying the thing about you know being worried about spending four dollars a day on coffee that Mm -hmm. can even come back to something like a scarcity mindset right where we don't Mm -hmm. feel like we have enough and we never feel like we're going to have enough and unfortunately a scarcity mindset is never conducive to building wealth because you are so worried about today even if it's not based in reality just the feeling just the thought of scarcity right can mm-hmm. have the same effects and impacts on your brain as living in poverty right this was studied by I think it was a harvard psychologist and a mm-hmm. somebody some other economist i can't remember um but essentially their study showed that uh, a scarcity mindset feeling like you don't have enough even if you do right just the feeling of it can cause your brain to have the same impacts as living in poverty it causes you to have uh problems making long term financial decisions because you're so worried about today that you can't think about the future it's like running mm-hmm. your computer with 50,000 tabs open, right? Your brain gets bogged down. It can have the same mm-hmm. impact on your, on your mind as alcoholism as not sleeping for a night, right? These are really, really big things. And we don't realize how much this impacts us and the scarcity can cause us to, you know, have, uh, other behaviors like, you know, financial avoidance, being scared to open up our bills, being scared to look at what we owe on our banks, like whatever it is. And this just further perpetuates the problem. It, it puts us in debt. It impacts our credit scores. It impacts our ability to save and invest for the future because we're way too scared to put our money somewhere where we can't like feel it. Right. And it again, Mm -hmm. and this is why I believe that it all comes back to mindset and behavior Once you learn that, then you can learn the million dollar tactic, like how to manage your money and how to invest it, how to grow it, all that stuff. But if you don't have the foundation, the tactic is never going to work for you.
0: Oh, my God. And that's so true, because like you said, everything starts with your mindset. Like if you want to change anything in the external and your physical 3D reality, it all starts in here. It doesn't start by changing the actions themselves. It's like you need to take a minute to reflect on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And that's how you can get started on changing it. So love that mindset. right we are back and we are ready to introduce the limitless challenge of the week so nicole at the end of every episode we've been giving listeners a challenge to do until the next episode comes out to start integrating what they've learned in the episode so what do you think we should have the uh, our listeners do as our limitless challenge of the week for this week
1: okay so in january we launched our new free investing masterclass, and basically what it does is teaching you how you can get started investing, how you can start making money while you sleep and how you can start growing your wealth without working any harder.
0: Amazing. Okay. So you heard it here first. It's going to be the free investing masterclass. We will link it for you guys down below so that you can take a look at that. You can also find Miss Nicole on Instagram and TikTok. We will link both of those below as well. And you can also join her free Facebook group called Master Your Money and Build a Bank Account That Never Stops Growing because who doesn't want to build a bank account that never stops growing? So you'll be able to check all of those out. We will link them down below. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. I have loved this conversation. I'm sure listeners are going to love the conversation as well. Is there anything else that you want to add? No, I think that that's great. And thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on here. All right, you guys, that's it for episode seven of Limitless with Nadia. I will be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, do not forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel Past Your Bedtime for the video version of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and I will see you guys next week.